Good morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, 1 Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord our King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, our support and defense in every need, continue to preserve your church in safety. Govern her by your goodness and bless her with your peace. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our reading for this 16th Sunday after Pentecost is from Isaiah chapter 50, verses 5 through 8. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I turned not backward. I gave my back to those who strike and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting, but the Lord God helps me. Therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like a flint and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. The winter of 1925 was terrifying for the residents of Nome, Alaska. After treating four cases of what appeared to be tonsillitis, the only doctor in town, Dr. Curtis Welch, came to a horrifying conclusion. The extremely contagious diphtheria had been confirmed. Without an antitoxin, the whole town of 2,000 people and their surrounding neighbors likely would be lost. The problem was magnified in that the shipping ports have been long closed for the season. Aircraft travel was impossible, and worse, the diphtheria antitoxin could only last six days in the freezing temperatures of the Arctic. The closest source of the drug was Anchorage, Alaska, 1,000 miles away. The Alaskan Railroad could bring the drug to Nenana, but Nome was still some 675 miles distant. The decision was made. The only way to save the isolated residents was to deliver the serum by dog sled. A relay of 20 teams, each traveling approximately 30 miles, was coordinated. It was 40 degrees below zero when the first dog sledder, Wild Bill Shannon, left Nenana with his life-bringing 30-pound package of serum. For even the most experienced dog sledder, 40 degrees below zero is brutal and risky. But with so many lives on the line, Wild Bill had no choice. He set his face to the wind and peered into the bleak darkness ahead. Breaking the silence of the cold, crisp night, the cracking of his whip sounded as a lightning strike. As Bill cried, MUSH! clock is running. There are times when we are unsure which direction we should take 
or whether we should take any direction at all. These are times we may not be called to bring life-saving antitoxins to a remote village in Alaska. But we are called into the darkness, and the darkness is frightening. When these moments occur, where do we find the strength to move forward? Our reading from Isaiah should shed light on this. The lesson from Isaiah chapter 50 is the third of what are widely known as the servant songs in Isaiah. In the Jewish world, there's a debate as to whether the servant is Israel, Isaiah, or the promised future Messiah. But as Christians, we hear the witness of the text themselves. Each of the songs paints a picture of the servant, and with each successive song, one becomes more and more convinced that the servant is Jesus, the promised Messiah, who came into the world to redeem the world. Listen to the depiction of the servant in this song. In verses 4 and 5, the servant is depicted as one who sustains the weary and listens. In verse 5, he has not been rebellious and does not turn away. Verse 6 offers a stark description of the Messiah. He offers his back and cheeks to blows and doesn't hide his face from the mocking and the spitting. Undoubtedly, this is a picture of Jesus who was beaten, mocked, and spit upon, and who, through it all, did not hide his face or turn away. And what does this servant do amidst such obstacles? Verse 7 tells us that he sets his face like a flint and is not put to shame. This is a picture of Jesus encountering Satan during the temptation in the wilderness. It's Jesus in the days leading up to the Holy Week as he sets his face towards Jerusalem. It's Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, praying that this cup would pass. But after the night of praying and sweating blood, Jesus arises. He looks into the darkness and cries, Not my will, but yours be done. There are times in life when our paths ahead may be dark. You're familiar with these times, I'm sure. Perhaps it's when a series of tests has taken place and the diagnosis is not good. Or perhaps it's the pink slip at the end of the workday. Or perhaps it's more common and mundane. There's so much to do and we aren't sure where to start. In each case, we are similar to the servant. The world is beating us on the back and pulling our cheeks, mocking and spitting. All this reflects the human heart after the fall. In response, our own sinful condition will at times bring doubt and fears into our lives, and we question whether God really cares. Well, the Stoics would have an answer. They would tell us to endure. One of the most famous Stoics, Marcus Aurelius, once said, Everything that happens is either endurable or not. If it's endurable, then endure it. Stop complaining. If it's unendurable, then stop complaining. Your destruction will mean its end as well. I have to say one of my well-meaning, stoic-like friends likes to tell me, shake it off. Rub some dirt on it. It'll be okay. Or perhaps the Epicureans would shed some light. 
would encourage you not to get too attached to anything in this world because someday it will all be gone. Just live for today. That offers no hope because a life without attachments brings no joy. Sadly, many Christians will also tell you that the answer is simply to pray harder or trust harder. They'll say that if we just find more strength internally, we can get through whatever struggles we face. The servant, however, provides an alternative way. The key is found in verse 8. It is here that the servant says, He who vindicates me is near. We've already established that the servant is Jesus. Why then does he need vindication? Why is it important that the one who vindicates is near? Well, for his own sake, Jesus didn't need vindication. His standing before the Heavenly Father was always secure. But for our sakes, when bleak times are ahead, it's important for us to find two things in God's vindication of Jesus. First, we should understand that the root cause of all doubt is our separation from God after the fall. There was a time when we walked with God in the cool of the day. We had no worries or concerns because God was walking beside us every step of the way. We knew that we were his beloved. But when sin entered the world, we broke that relationship with God, and now we doubt whether God really does walk with us. That separation from God is precisely what Jesus took upon himself on the cross when he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But secondly, we should remember that God sent the servant into the world to provide vindication for his beloved. Jesus was fully human and fully divine, but he allowed himself to rely only on the promises of God's word. While confronting Satan in the wilderness, there was temptation. Before heading to Jerusalem, he must have paused. In the night in the garden, he cried out to God to take the cup away. God who vindicates was near, and Jesus set his face like a flint and headed to Calvary. There, by his atoning death, he reconciled us to God, restored that relationship we broke. So now God is with us, walking with us again. The cure for dark times is to remember that this same Jesus, the servant, has walked before you. He who needed no vindication, nevertheless trusted his Father to do just that, to declare him the very Son of God by raising him from the dead. Christ, obeying his Father perfectly, dying in our place, rising from the grave, has done everything. We need to do nothing. And now we can trust the same promises of God that Jesus trusted, that in his time, God will vindicate us, declare for all to hear that we are his beloved children. When the guilt of sin is overwhelming, remember that he who vindicates is near. When the diagnosis is not what we've hoped for, remember that he who vindicates is near. When the pink slip arrives or the work ahead seems daunting, remember he who vindicates is near. God who vindicates us, is always near.
It was two o'clock in the morning when Gunnar Kassen and his team arrived in Nome. After the work of 20 dog sled teams, five grueling days and 675 miles, the antitoxins arrived into the hands of the doctor. The town would be saved, but it wasn't without a cost. Few of the dogs died and a few of the dog sledders had severe frostbite. Today, the annual Iditarod race is performed to comm commemorate the accomplishment of this feat in 1925. But for Christian, our victory happened when the servant broke through death and won eternal victory. Even in our sins, even in our doubts, and in the very real troubles with which a sinful world assaults us, he has vindicated us. He is near. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let us pray. God, our judge and Savior, teach us to be open to your truth and to trust in your love that we may live each day with confidence in the salvation which is given through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.